six players selected in the 2023 NFL Draft, three players commit to play football at The Ohio State University in one weekend, man, it's a great day to be a Buckeye. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on The Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, May 1st in the year 2023, and today's episode is brought to us by our good friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. During today's episode, we will discuss why Dewan Jones and Luke Whipler fell in this year's NFL draft, and we will go over the three players that committed to Ohio State over the weekend. But first, it's a time to celebrate. It's a time to be excited and rejoice about what we witnessed from numerous Buckeye football players as they began their careers as professional football players over the weekend. Six players were drafted in this year's NFL draft. There were four Buckeyes that were signed in the undrafted free agent market. And that's a great accomplishment. Man, if you're a first-round pick or a seventh-round pick or anywhere in between, man, if you're the first undrafted free agent that signed or the last one, it does not matter. Ten Buckeyes total started their careers as professional football players. It's an amazing thing. It's really exciting to hear and to see the different players as they begin their careers in the NFL and to see the faces, the excitement, seeing the videos in the homes, mom, dad, girlfriend, whoever is there, friends and family there with you at a house party. And when you get that phone call from it may be your dad if you're Deuce Vaughn of Kansas State, or maybe if you are um, – um, Tanner McAllister getting a call to be an undrafted free agent to sign with the team, or maybe you are Harris Johnson Jr. getting the call that you're going to be the sixth player selected in the entire NFL draft out of 259 players that were drafted. Paris Johnson Jr. was number six. It's an amazing thing to think about. The six guys that are drafted this weekend from Ohio State. We did a live show recapping the first round. The Buckeyes are drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. C.J. Stroud, number two overall to the Houston Texans. Paris Johnson Jr., number six overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Jackson Smith and Jigba, number 20 overall to the Seattle Seahawks. Zach Harrison was the 75th overall pick, which came in the third round to the Atlanta Falcons. The Browns selected DeWan Jones in the fourth round, and they also selected Luke Whipler in the sixth round. Now, among the four players are drafted and signed as undrafted free agents, Jerron Cage got signed by the New Orleans Saints. Cam Brown got drafted by the L.A. Chargers. Also, side note, I am kind of a little proud of myself right now because I said L.A. Chargers and not San Diego Chargers. I know they've been in L.A. for a few years, but I still think the thing that I've known most of my life, L.A. Chargers, not San Diego. Jay's doing a pretty good job today. Also, Ronnie Hickman and Taylor McAllister, they were both signed as undrafted free agents by the Cleveland Browns. I do all this a lot. I'm going to do it once again. Think about you and let's say you were in their shoes. You work your entire life for this day or for this weekend. No matter if you're a first-round guy on, on Thursday, 
a second or third round guy on Friday or a fourth to seventh round guy on Saturday. I'm drafting a free agent. Doesn't matter where you are. You've worked your entire life for this moment. And all of a sudden, you get that phone call. It's not a prank call. It's somebody in the front office of pick one of the 32 NFL teams. Let's just say the Cleveland Browns. And they say, hey, Dewan, how you doing? You're like, hey, I'm doing well. Uh, um, you know who this is? And, of course, you might recognize the voice from Dewan who may have taken a top 30 visit to the Cleveland Browns. You say, oh, yeah, I know, I know who you are. Remember that voice? Are you ready to come to the NFL? We want you. We're ready to draft you in the, in the NFL draft. You're going to be a Cleveland Brown. Just think about that moment. You work your entire life. And for DeWan Jones' situation, I happen to pick him because he was the first name I saw on my notepad here. If you're DeWan Jones, you at one point thought you were going to be a basketball player in college, not even a football player. Yeah, you had offers to play football, but his love was basketball. The next thing you know, DeWan Jones becomes a two-year starter at the Ohio State University. He excels in a great way. In your tour as a starter under new O-line coach Justin Fry. The next thing you know, he's an NFL draft pick. Like disregard all the things that you've heard, or maybe you saw a video, something that I shared from a clip when Ryan Roberts was with us going over um Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones, what kind of pro prospects they'll be. Forget all of that. Just think about the dream. Think about what this means for these athletes. And now, if you are a CJ Stroud or a Paris Johnson Jr or even a Jackson, Smith, and Jig, but being three top 20 picks, three first-round picks, you're getting <laughs> you're getting, you're getting the bag, man. Like you, you, The Brinks truck is being backed up. Now, not the full truck. <laughs> it's a little dying down a little bit. Because if it's a full truck, you're Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, $52 million a year? Hello. That, that, that's the bag. That's the ultimate bag. But you're, you're getting the Brinks truck backed up to you saying, hey, man, look, we took you number 20 overall. Everything in here is yours. Or Luke Whippler. Hey, man, six-round pick. Everything in this truck, in the back of this thing, it's yours. You're like, whoa, 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 all this? You mean I've worked my entire life for this moment and all the cash, cold, hard cash that's here right now, it's for me? Buddy, these guys work. They grind. They work. They grind. Some of them overcome injuries. C.J. Stroud had to come overcome a lot of adversity, a lot of negative comments, a lot of negative commentary about the way he started his career at Ohio State. He was really close to losing his first game starting in his career at, as quarterback at Ohio State. And the next thing you know, <laughs> this, this, this kid keeps on working. Rose Bowl champ, made it to the playoff, uh, it was really close to making it to the national championship this year. I mean, all those things. Go into why C.J. Stroud was so emotional and showing emotion in two different ways. One, we saw Stroud be emotional, and when he was emotional in there, it was looked like he was going to be close to crying, right? tears in his eyes, and just overwhelmed with the emotion in that way, just thinking about everything that went on in his life. Then you've got another set of emotion that came out with Stroud when he got to the stage after being announced as the number two overall pick in this year's draft. And what did Stroud do? Started yelling. Excitement. Just letting it all out. We got the tears in the back in the green room. We got the excitement, the yelling, the uh, joy, the way that he wanted to express it in that moment. It's football, man. We're going to be loud. We're going to be excited. And for this to happen for 
not just not just the six guys that were drafted, but also the four guys that were signed in the undrafted free agent market. I believe everybody deserves to be celebrated because this is a special moment in their lives, and most of them will never go through the extensive interview process that you go through from the end of the season to the time being drafted that these guys went through. Think about it, four months. Four months added on to the game film, added on to things you, you did in high school, added on to how you treated your PE teacher in possibly the eighth grade or ninth grade. All of these things, the investigation these NFL teams do to get to figure out if you're the right guy to bring into their organization and to be a guy they want to bring in to potentially be on their NFL roster week one of the season, it's an amazing accomplishment. I believe every body, all six draft picks, all four guys that were undrafted free agents, I believe everybody deserves to be celebrated because this is a huge step in their football career. This is a huge moment in their lives. Also, there were a couple of guys that were a part of this group, Dewan Jones and Luke Whippler, who fell in this year's draft. Why did these two guys dr fall in the draft? We will go over that next right here on Locked Up Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So it's one thing to discuss celebrations and things and the players and why they should be celebrated. At the same time, there's a reason why everybody fell where they fell. There's a reason why Stroud was number two, Paris Johnson Jr. was number six, and Jigbo was number 20 overall. There's a reason why Zach Harrison went in the third round. There's also a reason why DeWan Jones fell to the fourth round, and Luke Whippler was a sixth-round pick. Think about the conversations we had prior to the season. And I remember coming on here with Ryan Roberts of Rise and Draft Scouting. I say it all the time. He is my favorite NFL draft analyst. And Ryan came on here and discussed – Dewan Jones at the beginning of the season discussed some ways that he can improve, be a better pro prospect. So at the end of the season, he might be picked as high as he should be picked, or and he's earned a high draft pick. Ultimately, we saw the improvement, a lot of improvement in Dewan Jones's game during his final year at Ohio State. At the same time, I think there were things that happened off the field, maybe at senior bowls or the combine, or the pro day, or even some of the top 30 visits that he made to some of these NFL teams, I believe there were things that happened not literally off the field. Now, I know senior bowl and pro day, there were things that happened on the field. I'm talking about literally like interview stuff and um, different things like that that may be why Dewan Jones did not go this way. And I recently shared a clip from an episode that Ryan and I did prior to the start of the NFL draft, the Episode was all about Paris Johnson Jr., Dewan Jones, breaking them down as pro prospects. 
And so Ryan went on there and he discussed and shared some things he had heard. Um, one NFL coach that ended up um, voicing his opinion in the middle of a room with other people in it about a decision that Dewan Jones made. We've also heard stories about maybe um, there's things I've heard on different podcasts, um, even some personal, personal to me um, that I know very well, even heard some things himself. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. And there are things that may have happened off the field that may have persuaded certain NFL teams to not make DeJuan Jones a second-round pick, to not make DeJuan Jones a third-round pick. I mean, remember at the end of the season, we heard the mock draft initial circuit say DeJuan Jones is going to be a first-round pick. And I came on here, we did a few mock draft Mondays. Um, at the time, I was like, oh, this is great. But I didn't really think a mock draft doing that many mock drafts was the best use of our time together. So we kind of hit it, didn't hit it, hit it, pulled it back a little bit. And some of those initial mock drafts, it was like four Buckeye first-round picks. And I'm like, it didn't sit well with me because I didn't think it was going to happen because the fourth was DeWan Jones. I said, okay, cool, 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 cool. Senior, senior ball practice, pro day combine, cool. Like, he can solidify himself and cement his markets being an upcoming first-round pick based off how he conducts himself in these meetings, in these visits, things of that nature. So I started to really think that Dewan Jones didn't help himself over the four-month interview process between the end of the season and the NFL draft because of some things and some decisions he made. I think Dewan Jones had had made some different decisions and um, really showed and proved to people he is worthy of an of a higher pick, I think the Juan Jones would have been a second round pick. I'm not trying to joke with you. I was during the NFL draft taking down and writing down different draft picks and went in the first round and um in the end of the second round. I'm like, okay, I see the guys here. I understand who's here. Then I think Jonathan Mingo from Old Miss is going to be picked before the Juan Jones. Uh not really. Um Luke Musgrave, really good tight end from Oregon State. But did I think maybe the fifth tight end or sixth tight end Available in this draft would be picked before Dewan Jones. Um, not really. Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Did I think he would get picked before Dewan? These are all second round picks, might I add. Picked before Dewan Jones? Not really. So you're getting kind of the dislike. I didn't think Dewan Jones would be picked after some of these guys. But the more I think about it, he could have made some decisions in the offseason and some of these visits that really persuaded some of these NFL teams to not draft him as high as they initially thought they were going to. When it comes to Luke Whipler, I think it's simple. Weird, but simple. I think this young man should have just stayed in school. I came out and mentioned that at the end of the season. My guy, Ryan Roberts, came on here after watching the film and said, I like Luke Whippler. I think we should talk about him more. I think he's a really good football player. I think he's a guy that when he gets on an NFL team, he can be a solid piece. And I even asked, I said, hey, is he better as a guard, right or left guard? Is he better at center? Ryan said probably center. I trust Ryan's analysis and opinion after he watches the film about numerous college football players. So I trusted that. But I think Luke Whippler, it's really, really hard. I think a lot of people learn this lesson the hard way. Fan bases learn this lesson the hard way. I believe a lot of people believe after you start one year at a school, you should automatically go to the NFL. I think that's a belief by some. Now, maybe not you, 
watching on YouTube or, or listening to us on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or the Odyssey app, wherever you get your fine podcast, wherever you're listening. Maybe not you specifically. Maybe you don't think that. But I understand there are some people that think, hey, you're a one-year starter at The Ohio State University. Buddy, go to the league. Like, this is disregarding and going, not even factoring in the NIL stuff. You're a one-year starter at this university. Go to the league. Oh, you're a two-year starter at this university. Go ahead and go to the league. That's a belief out there. Luke Whippler started 26 consecutive games. Once he was in the starter at the beginning of 2021, he did not, he didn't miss a game. And every game he appeared in, he started in that game. That's a huge accomplishment, especially being an offensive lineman. But with the importance of the offensive tackle, the importance of the guards, the importance of every other position on the offense, center might be one that some say is the least important position. And if you aren't a clear-cut top two, top three guy, and you have more time to be eligible to play, go play the football some more. Like, just disregarding the upcoming season, disregarding what the needs are of the team, for you and your person as being a future pro, what's the best decision? I know it's not conventional knowledge or uh, thoughts by some now to say, oh, man, stay in school, man. Go ahead and do that. No, but I think Luke Whipler, the position that he plays, didn't really, he plays a solid football player. He would have gotten drafted next year, probably in round five or four, maybe three, just playing one more year. Now, some might say, Luke Whipler, if you stay, you're not getting any better, so you might as well go and get that money now. That's a thought. But I think Luke Whipler would have made himself some money, would have gotten drafted higher than he did over the weekend if he stayed in school. Dewan Jones, to me, I think sometimes some of the off-season, off-the-field conversations and decisions that he made for why he fell in the draft when it comes to Mr. Luke Whipler, I think he just came out too early. Like, I think it's that simple. I think if he stays in school, it's probably a fourth-round pick, maybe third-round pick. Second-round pick seems high, but third or fourth seems like the sweet spot. If Luke Whippler stayed in school and did not go to the NFL draft this year, after the six guys that were drafted and the ten guy and the four more guys that were um, drafted as undrafted free agents, you would think, man, a weekend, a busy weekend with the draft was over. No, buddy, it was not. There were three players that committed to play football at the Ohio State University over the weekend. Three of them. We'll discuss who these players are next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. As Locked on Buckeyes rolls on here on a Monday, the first day in the month of May 1. It's really crazy about how fast this year is going. But also, the transfer portal had a lot of guys go into it. The transfer portal had a lot of players. I think there were um, what was it 18, maybe 20 guys at the end of Colorado spring game that entered the transfer portal after that game was played? I mean, Ohio State saw Caleb Burton go into the transfer portal, talented wide receiver who was recently at Auburn over the weekend, taking a visit down there to see if that's where he's going to play the football. The transfer portal and the windows, I think, are smart, but also it makes roster building this time of year. A little bit difficult or tricky for college football coaches. And Ryan Day realizes this team is not, is not, an, it's not bulletproof. This roster needs to improve. The starting lineup is not complete on offense or defense. I firmly believe there are guys on offense and defense who are not in the uh playing with the ones right now who will be playing with the ones 
during week one of the upcoming season. I firmly believe that. Well, Ohio State recently brought in a couple transfers, one who could start in the upcoming season, one who will compete to be a backup in this upcoming season. The one that could be a starter, Josh Simmons, former offensive tackle at San Diego State. Mr. Simmons could potentially be a starter at right tackle or left tackle in the upcoming season. He took an official visit over the weekend. And one thing I've noticed about Ohio State recently, even with the unofficial visits, they get you on campus, buddy, they're closing quick. I mean, they're, they're closing these guys pretty quickly. And so you got a guy in Joshua Simmons who you know getting him here is big. He stands at six foot six, 305 pounds. He's a redshirt sophomore, has a few years left of the eligibility to play the football. I mean, you get a guy here, and he's coming to you, but you better get him there and Hey, this is an OV. It's all my dime. We're going to pay for you to come here. We're going to pay for you to do all the things while you're here. We're also going to make sure we close this thing up pretty quickly. They did that. And one reason why I think Josh Simmons could end up being a starter in the upcoming season is because at right tackle, Zen Mahalski, Tegra nobody knows who's going to start. It's all speculation based off things we heard during spring practice. Nobody knows. Joshua Fryer seems to be a starter. Will it be left tackle like he was in the spring? Or will it be right tackle? That's literally TBD to be determined. So bringing in Joshua Simmons, he comes in and comes in and proves he can be a starter at left tackle. But he put Joshua Fryer back in his natural position of right tackle and let's ride with this team in the upcoming season. Another guy who ended up committing to Ohio State has Ohio, current Ohio State ties in two different ways. They're both family members. Lorenzo Styles. Some people remember that name. Notre Dame game a year ago, the guy who had a 50-plus yard reception in that game, Lorenzo Styles, ended up committing and transferring to Ohio State from Notre Dame. Lorenzo Styles' dad played high, played high school, played football at Ohio State. Lorenzo Styles is an Ohio native from Pickerington, Ohio. He's also the brother of Sonny Styles. See, you have your dad who was a former Buckeye who played Buckeye football um, years ago. You have your brother who's currently a Buckeye. And now you're coming in. Now, Lorenzo Styles, as I mentioned, was a receiver at Notre Dame. This young man is coming to Ohio State to play corner. I don't expect him to be a starter in the upcoming season. I, I don't. I, I don't think uh, any of the defensive coaches, Pierre Eliano, Tim Walton, uh, Jim Knowles, Ryan, I don't think anybody thinks Lorenzo Styles is going to be a starter in the upcoming season. What this does is that it's depth. You can realistically get he has two years of eligibility. He has a redshirt year, so he can realistically be at Ohio State for three years. So let's just say he uses his upcoming year as a redshirt year. Get your weight up, get your body right, get transitioned to playing corner, something you haven't done since the high school years. You played the football there in the state of Ohio. You, you, you get acclimated with Buckeye football. Different than Notre Dame, but James Arnitis went to Notre Dame. Buckeye went to Notre Dame, came back. He could say, hey, Here's what you did at Notre Dame. Here's how we did things there. When I was there, you come here, we can do things our way. Different than Notre Dame, I'll help you get acclimated to the Buckeye way of doing things. So in the offseason, fall camp, during the upcoming season, spring practice, winter workout, spring practice next year, he can be someone who can compete and who will compete, possibly compete, to be a starter in the 2024 college football season. I would not be shocked if Lorenzo Styles use this year as a redshirt year to get back to the footwork, the 
the footwork, the um, flipping of the hips, um, the backpedaling that is needed to be a good, excuse me, a really good, excuse me, an elite corner at the Ohio State University. Last but not least, we'll not spend much time here, Jordan Lyle. A four-star recruit, uh, according to 247 Sports Composite Rankings. This young man is someone that I believe last week when John Garcia and I were recording our episode together during last week's um, recruiting update, Jordan Lyle literally, literally unleashed his final five that day. Now, I did not think that a few days later, less than a week later, Jordan Lyle will commit to Ohio State. John and I went over during that show why both of us believed that Ohio State would add a third running back to their 2024 recruiting class. I did not think it was going to be Jordan Lyle. I didn't wait. Well, it was the possibility. I didn't think Jordan Lyle would commit this quickly. Three guys, James Peoples, Sam Williams Dixon, uh, uh, Jordan Lyle, all running backs. Tony Alford, like I'm saying, if they're getting you there on campus, unofficial visit or even a, an official visit, I don't know what's happened. I don't know if they had training from a sales team or whatever. I don't know. But these coaches are closing pretty well this year. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But when it seems like, hey, picking up steam, check mark, got him. Check mark, got him. Check, oh, got him. Put an X there, didn't get that one. Put an X there, check, check, check. You're looking at five out of seven. I, that's a pretty good ratio. It's a pretty good percentage. And so when it comes to Jordan Lyle, coming into a talented running back room, think about this. Trevion Henderson, if he blows up, he could be gone. Mayan Williams, if he blows up, he could be gone. Chip Trainum, will he be gone? I, I believe he's final year of eligibility. I actually believe it's this couple, upcoming season. Evan Pryor, Dallin Hayden, what's going to happen there? I, we're literally looking at this thing and saying, we're trying to guess and figure out who's going to transfer because of how many running backs are committed at Ohio State right now. I think three running back commitments is great. It's great. And Tony Alford? Some question if he can still get that thing done. Hey, he's proving to us he still has it. We're out of here on a Monday, the first day in the month of May. Happy to be back with you. Tomorrow's show will be a little bit more of a negative conversation surrounding the NFL draft from a Buckeye point of view. There was only one defensive player drafted in this year's NFL draft. That was Zach Harrison in the third round, 75th overall. We'll discuss if there was a slip-off or why there has been a drop-off in the number of Buckeye defenders who have been drafted over the Ryan Day tenure and if it's something that we should expect over the next few years and how we can fix it. Not we, how the Buckeyes can fix it to turn this thing around. Right here on a Monday, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail. I'm out of here, guys, on a Monday. Hope you're having a great day. More NFL draft conversations tomorrow, and we'll learn later in the week about what Ohio State draft picks in 2023 will be. Why the teams that drafted them, we'll learn why they drafted them later in the week right here on Locked on Buckeye.